0: This is an audio version of Worlds Where Iterative Design Fails by John S. Wentworth Posted on the 31st of August, 2022 Cross-posted from the AI Alignment Forum may contain more technical jargon than usual. In most technical fields, we try designs, see what goes wrong, and iterate until it works. That's the core iterative design loop. Humans are good at iterative design, and it works well in most fields in practice. In worlds where AI alignment can be handled by iterative design, we probably survive. So long as we can see the problems and iterate on them, we can probably fix them, or at least avoid making them worse. By the same reasoning, Worlds where AI kills us are generally worlds where, for one reason or another, the iterative design loop fails. So, if we want to reduce X-risk, we generally need to focus on worlds where the iterative design loop fails for some reason. In worlds where it doesn't fail, we probably don't die anyway. Why might the iterative design loop fail? Most readers probably know of two widely discussed reasons. Fast takeoff. There will be a sudden phase shift in capabilities, and the design of whatever system first undergoes that phase shift needs to be right on the first try. Deceptive inner misalignment. An inner agent behaves well in order to deceive us, so we can't tell there's a problem just by trying stuff and looking at the system's
1: behavior. But, These certainly aren't the only reasons the iterative design loop potentially fails.
0: This post will mostly talk about some particularly simple and robust failure modes, but I'd encourage you to think on your own about others. These are the things which kill us. They're worth thinking about. Basics Hiding problems. Example analogy The software executive. Imagine that a software company executive, concerned about the many errors coming from the software, creates a new incentive scheme. Software developers get a monetary reward for changes which can decrease the rate of error messages showing up on the manager's dashboard and get docked for changes which increase the rate of error messages. As Tyler Cohen would say, solve for the equilibrium. Obvious equilibrium here. The developers stop throwing error messages when they detect a problem, and instead the software just fails silently. The customer's experience remains the same, but the manager's dashboard shows fewer error messages. Over time, the customer's experience probably degrades, as more and more problems go undetected. In the short run, the strategy may eliminate some problems, but in the long run it breaks the iterative design loop. Problems are
1: not seen, and therefore not iterated upon. The loop fails at the see-what-goes-wrong step. Why RLHF is uniquely terrible
0: The software executive strategy is the same basic idea as reinforcement learning from human feedback, or RLHF. AI does something, a human looks at what happened to see if it looks good or bad and the AI is trained on the human feedback. Just like the software executive's anti-error message compensation scheme, RLHF will probably result in some problems actually being fixed in the short term. But it renders the remaining problems far less visible and therefore breaks the iterative design loop. In the context of AI, RLHF makes it far more likely that a future catastrophic error will have no warning signs that overseers will have no idea there's any problem at all until it's much too late. Note that this issue applies even at low capability levels. Humans overlook problems all the time. Some of those mistakes are systematic. And RLHF will select for places where humans systematically overlook problems. That selection pressure applies even when the neural net lacks great capabilities. So here's a moving picture, a sort of an animated image of some kind of wireframe physics simulation system where it looks like an AI is being trained to perform a task with a ball and what we see is this kind of hand-like shape come hovering in and jitter around erratically in the centre of the screen in front of the ball. The caption reads, NET learns to hold hand
1: in front of ball so that it looks to a human observer like the ball is being grasped. Yes, this actually happened. This is the core reason why I consider RLHF uniquely terrible,
0: among alignment schemes. It is the only strategy I know of which actively breaks the
1: iterative design loop. It makes problems less visible, rather than more. Generalization. Iterate until we don't see any problems. More
0: generally. One of the alignment failure modes I consider most likely is that an organisation building AGI does see some problems in advance. But rather than addressing root causes, they try to train away the problems and instead end up training the
1: problems to no longer be easily noticeable. Does this prove too much? One counter-argument.
0: Don't real organisations create incentives, like the software executive, all the time? And we have not died of it? Response Real organisations do indeed create incentives to hide problems all the time, and large organisations are notorious for hiding problems at every level. It doesn't even require employees consciously trying to hide things. Selection pressure suffices. Sometimes important problems become public knowledge when a disaster occurs, but that's usually after the disaster. The only reason we haven't died of it yet is that it's hard to wipe out the human species with only
1: 20th century human capabilities. Less basic. Knowing what to look for. Example analogy. The fusion power generator.
0: Suppose a few years from now I prompt GPT-N to design a cheap, simple fusion power generator something I could build in my garage and use to power my house. GPTN succeeds. I build the fusion power generator, find that it works exactly as advertised, share the plans online, and soon the world has easy access to cheap, clean power. One problem. At no point did it occur to me to ask, can this design easily be turned into a bomb? Had I thought to prompt it with the question, GPTN would have told me that the design could easily be turned into a bomb. But I didn't think to ask, so GPTN had no reason to mention it. With the design in wide use, it's only a matter of time until people figure it out. And so, just like that, we live in a world where anyone can build a cheap thermonuclear warhead in their garage.
1: The root problem here is that I didn't think to ask the right question. I didn't pay attention to the right thing. An
0: iterative design loop can sometimes help with that. Empirical observation can draw our attention to previously ignored issues. But when the failure mode does not happen in testing, the iterative design loop generally doesn't draw our
1: attention to it. An iterative design loop does not, in general, tell us which questions we need to ask.
0: Okay, but can't we have an AI tell us what questions we need to ask? That's trainable, right? And we can apply the iterative design loop to make AIs suggest better questions? Example slash analogy. Gunpowder and the medieval lord. Imagine a medieval lord in a war against someone with slightly more advanced technological knowledge. We're not talking modern weaponry here, just gunpowder. To the Lord, it doesn't look like the technologist is doing anything especially dangerous. Mostly the technologist looks like an alchemist or a witch doctor. The technologist digs a hole, stretches a cloth over, dumps a pile of shit on top, and runs water through the shit pile for a while. Eventually they remove the cloth and shit, throw some coal and brimstone in the hole, and mix it all together. From the Lord's perspective, this definitely looks weird and mysterious, and they may be somewhat worried about weird and mysterious things in general. But it's not obviously any more dangerous than, say, a shaman running a spiritual ceremony. It's not until after the giant goddamn explosion that the shit pile starts to look unusually dangerous. Now, what helpful advice could an AI give this medieval lord? Obviously, the AI could say, the powder which comes out of that weird, mysterious process is going to produce a giant goddamn explosion. The problem is, it is not cheap for the medieval lord to verify the AI's claim. Based on the lord's knowledge, there is no a priori reason to expect the process to produce explosives rather than something else, and the amount of background knowledge the lord would need in order to verify the theory is enormous. The Lord could, in principle, verify the AI's claim experimentally. But then, A, the Lord is following a complex procedure which he does not understand, handed to him by a not-necessarily-friendly AI, and B, the Lord is mixing homemade explosives
1: in his backyard. Both of these are dubious decisions at best. So if we're already confident that the AI is aligned, sure, it can tell us what to look for. But if there's two AIs
0: side by side, and one is saying, that powder will explode, and the other one is saying, the shitpile ceremony allows one to see the world from afar, perhaps to spot holes in our defences, the Lord cannot easily see which of them is wrong. The two can argue with each other debate style, and the Lord will still not easily be able to see which is wrong because he would need enormously more background knowledge to evaluate the arguments correctly. And if he can't tell what the problem is, then the iterative design process can't fix it. Example slash analogy. Leaded gasoline. Leaded gasoline is a decent historical analogue of the fusion generator problem, though less deadly. It did solve a real problem. Engines ran smoother with leaded gas. The problems were non-obvious and took a long time to manifest. The iterative design loop did not work because we could not see the problem just by testing out leaded gas in a lab. A test would have had to run for decades, at large scale, in order to see the issue. And that's exactly what happened. One could reasonably object to this example as an analogy on the basis that things which drive the human species extinct would be more obvious. Dead bodies draw attention. But what about things which make the human species more stupid or aggressive? Lead did exactly that, after all. It's not hard to imagine a large-scale issue which makes humans stupid or aggressive to a much greater extent, but slowly over the course of years or decades, with the problems going undetected or unaddressed until too late. That's not intended to be a highly probable story. There's too much specific detail. The point is that, even if the proximate cause of extinction is obvious, the factors which make that proximate cause possible may not be. A gradual path to extinction is a real possibility. When problems only manifest on long timescales, the iterative design process is bad at fixing them. Meta-examples-analogy, expertise and Galman amnesia If you don't know a fair bit about software engineering, you won't be able to distinguish good from bad software engineers. Assuming stats from a couple years ago are still representative, at least half my readers can probably confirm this from experience. On the other hand, last time I brought this up, one commenter said something along the lines of, Can't we test whether the code works without knowing anything about programming?
1: Would any software engineers like to explain in the comments why that's not the only key question to ask? Similarly, consider Galman amnesia. amnesia.
0: You open the newspaper to an article on some subject you know well. In Murray's case, physics. In mine, show business. You read the article and see the journalist has absolutely no understanding of either the facts or the issues. Often the article is so wrong it actually presents the story backward, reversing cause and effect. I call these the wet streets cause rain stories, papers full of them. In any case, you read with exasperation or amusement the multiple errors in a story, and then turn the page to national or international affairs, and read as if the rest of the newspaper was somehow more accurate about Palestine than the baloney
1: you just read. You turn the page and forget what you know. End quote. I think
0: there's a similar effect for expertise. Software engineers realise that those outside their field have difficulty distinguishing good from bad software engineers, but often fail to generalise this to the insight that non-experts in most fields have difficulty distinguishing good from bad practitioners. There are, of course, some general-purpose tricks, and they are particularly useful expertise to have, but they only get you so far. The difficulty of distinguishing good from bad experts breaks the iterative design loop at a meta level. We realise that we might not be asking the right questions, our object-level design loop might not suffice, so we go consult some experts. But then, how do we iterate on our experts? How do we find better experts or create better experts? Again, there are some general-purpose tricks available, but they're limited. In general, if we cannot see when there's a problem with our expert choice, we cannot
1: iterate to fix that problem. More fundamental, getting what we measure. I'm just
0: going to directly quote Paul's post on this one. That's a link to What Failure Looks Like by Paul Cristiano. Quote, If I want to convince Bob to vote for Alice... I can experiment with many different persuasion strategies and see which ones work. Or I can build good predictive models of Bob's behaviour and then search for actions that will lead him to vote for Alice. These are powerful techniques for achieving any goal that can be easily measured over short time periods. But if I want to help Bob figure out whether he should vote for Alice, whether voting for Alice would ultimately help create the kind of society he wants, That can't be done by trial and error. To solve such tasks, we need to understand what we are doing and why it will yield good outcomes. We still need to use data in order to improve over time, but we need to understand how to update on new data in order to improve. Some examples of easy-to-measure versus hard-to-measure goals. Persuading me versus helping me figure out what's true thanks to Wei Dai for making this example crisp. Reducing my feeling of uncertainty versus increasing my knowledge about the world. Improving my reported life satisfaction versus actually helping me live a good life. Reducing reported crimes versus actually preventing crime. Increasing my wealth on paper versus increasing my effective
1: control over resources. End quote. The author continues, If I want to help Bob figure out whether
0: he should vote for Alice, that can't be done by trial and error. That really gets at the heart of why the iterative design loop is unlikely to suffice for alignment, even though it works so well in so many other fields. In other fields, we usually have a pretty good idea of what we want. In alignment, figuring out what we want is itself a central problem. Trial and error doesn't suffice for figuring out what we want. So what happens if we rely on trial and error
1: to figure out what we want? More from Paul's post. Quote, We will try to harness this power by constructing
0: proxies for what we care about, but over time those proxies will come apart. Dot point. Corporations will deliver value to consumers as measured by profit. Eventually, this mostly means manipulating consumers, capturing regulators, extortion and theft. Dot point. Investors will own, in quotes, shares of increasingly profitable corporations and will sometimes try to use their profits to affect the world. Eventually, instead of actually having an impact, they'll be surrounded by advisors who manipulate them into thinking they've had an impact. Dot point. Law enforcement will drive down complaints and increase reported sense of security. Eventually, this will be driven by creating a false sense of security, hiding information about law enforcement failures, suppressing complaints, and coercing and manipulating citizens. Dot point. Legislation may be optimised to seem like it is addressing real problems and helping constituents. Eventually, that will be achieved by undermining our ability to actually perceive problems, and constructing increasingly convincing narratives about where the world is going and what's important. For a while, we'll be able to overcome these problems by recognising them, improving the proxies, and imposing ad hoc restrictions that avoid manipulation or abuse. But as the system becomes more complex, that job itself becomes too challenging for human reasoning to solve directly, and requires its own trial and error. And at the meta-level, the process continues to pursue some easily measured objective, potentially over longer timescales. Eventually, large-scale attempts to fix the problem are themselves opposed by the collective optimization of millions of optimizers pursuing simple goals. As this world goes off the rails, there may not be any discrete point where consensus recognizes that things have gone off the rails. We might describe the result as "going out with a whimper." Human reasoning gradually stops being able to compete with sophisticated, systematized manipulation and deception, which is continuously improving by trial and error. Human control over levers of power gradually becomes less and less effective. We ultimately lose any real ability to influence our society's trajectory. End quote.
1: That's the end of the Paul Cristiano quote, and the author continues. Summary and takeaways
0: In worlds where the iterative design loop works for alignment, we probably survive AGI. So, if we want to improve humanity's chances of survival, we should mostly focus on worlds where, for one reason or another, the iterative design loop fails. Fast takeoff and deceptive inner alignment are two widely talked about potential failure modes, but they're not the only ones. I wouldn't consider either of them among the most robust ways in which the design loop fails although they are among the most obviously and immediately dangerous failures. Among the most basic robust design loop failures is problem hiding. It happens all the time in the real world, and in practice we tend to not find out about the hidden problems until after a disaster occurs. This is why RLHF is such a uniquely terrible strategy. Unlike most other alignment schemes, it makes problems less visible rather than more visible. If we can't see the problem... We can't iterate on it. A more complicated and less legible class of design loop failures is not knowing what to look for. We might just not ask the right questions, as in the fusion power generator example. We might not even have enough background knowledge to recognise the right questions when they're pointed out. As in the medieval lord example, it might take a very long time to get feedback on the key problems, as in the leaded gasoline example. And at a meta-level we might not have the expertise to distinguish real experts from non-experts when seeking advice. As in Galman amnesia. Finally, we talked about Paul's you-get-what-you-measure scenario. As Paul put it, quote, if I want to help Bob figure out whether he should vote for Alice, whether voting for Alice would ultimately help create the kind of society he wants, that can't be done by trial and error, end quote. That really captures the core reason why an iterative design loop is likely to fail for alignment, despite working so well in many other fields. In other fields, we usually know what we want and are trying to get it. In alignment, figuring out what we want is itself a central problem, and the iterative design loop does not suffice for figuring out what we want. This was an audio version of Worlds Where Iterative Design Fails posted on the 31st of August, 2022 and recorded on the 10th of September,
1: 2022.